Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine light, jet flying, son of a gun. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. I need you to give me a huge favor. Take your name off your phone. My wife went through my phone. In all seven of your Tour de France victories, did you ever take banned substances or blood dope? Yes. It looks to me as if they're going to bow underarm off the last ball. Rod Marsh is saying no, mate, but I'm sure he's going to bow an underarm delivery. I'm sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage, actually, when he, when he got up after scoring that draw. Well, let's welcome and a big happy new year to the Dummy M off season. As always, I am B-Row. T-Dog is still taking a little bit of time with the family with bub number two, young Ted. So the burn unit has been kind enough to fill in for him and join us. G'day, buddy. How are you? Good, mate. And yourself? Very well. Thank you, mate. Slightly different show today, mate. Yeah, we're going to do Dummy of the Year for 2021. And so what I thought I'd do is I'd throw it out on our Facebook page at Drunken Sober Chronicles and ask all the fans, who do you think the biggest dummy in sport was? Now, we got 10 votes, eight of them, we really sort of got seven because a number of people voted for the same person. However, Hmm. one thing I've noticed is, and I'm going to mention this up front, is I think the recency effect is playing a bit of a role here because pretty much all of the nominees are basically not NRL. And we very much are an NRL Hmm. show, okay? So I think it's a lot of the stories we've had lately that are in people's minds. But what I thought we'd do today, mate, for this show is I'll list off all the votes from the fans on Facebook. Okay, and then in each break, we'll probably talk about two of them. Now, we do have a couple of guests on the show. We've got T-Dog. We're going to check in with him, see how he's going with Ted, with bub number two. And we have comedian Terina Taiter, who's going to join us all the way from Sydney and let us know all about her career. She was actually a high-level swimmer in New Zealand. She swam for New Zealand, which is going to be pretty interesting to hear. And she's done a number of television shows. And she's into the world of comedy, so lots of things to talk about there. But I thought I'd hit you with these nominees, Burn Unit. We'll ask T-Dog as well, and then you and I will get a vote. And then right at the end of the show, we'll come up with, I'll throw it to you, and you're going to make the decision for who the biggest dummy of 2021 is. How does that sound? That sounds perfect to me, mate. Perfect. All right. Well, let's get into it, mate. Let's begin. Ricky said Brett Finch. Okie dokie. Mm. John said Ben Simmons. Or anyone who paid money to watch Paul Gallen box. Mm, We'll get to that one a little bit later. There's a little bit of a dig in there towards me, I believe. (laughs) Who could that be? (laughs) Yes, yes. Jason, Daniel and Andy also said Ben Simmons, the basketball player. David said Nick Kyrgios or Ben Simmons. Kurt said the English cricket selectors. Scott said Tyrone May. Jason said all the cricket players because I effing hate cricket. I'd rather watch my dog take a shit. And (laughs) Mark the Shark Eshoo said John Cheetah Jones. And I actually think that's a good nom. That is a a good pick because John Jones. What's what's that guy's name again? Mark the Shark Eshoo. Mark the Shark Eshoo. What a great name. Absolutely. So there's all the nominees, mate. And so I thought we'd start with, well, Brett Finch, obviously. Brett Finch, uh, he's been in the headlines a number of times this year. Nothing good. Yeah. He uh, essentially went through drug addiction and he sort of lost all his roles on radio and on podcasts. He basically... Alcoholism too. Alcoholism, bankruptcy. And then finally at the end, he's been caught up in a police sting around, you know, child exploitation. So... Yeah. It, was all, it was all fun and games up until the end there, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we can have a bit of a dig at him. It's like, oh, you, you scallywag, you had a bit of a gamble. And oh, yeah chuckle head you're like you know took it too much to drink and drugs but then at the end it's just like you idiot it's not funny now the one thing i'm going to say here though is his fall from grace 
Like he'd really, like he was basically one step above rock bottom as it was for that last one. So I know it sounds weird, but he was already bankrupt. He'd already lost all his jobs. He was already dependent on drugs and alcohol. And then that final thing happened. So it's not like he was like a rag to riches story this year. And he's now, he very much was kind of on the decline and very much at the bottom as it was. So a terrible fall from Grace, but he didn't fall that far this year, really. No, I... He, he kind of fell the year before and then he rebuilt himself and then he fell again. And I thought he had to hit rock bottom, as you said. Like, it's like, where else do you go? And he found a place to go that's even worse than, mm. you know, rock bottom. Yeah. Everything was redeemable up until, you know, the Correct. last act. And it was like, and, and, and everyone would have supported him and everyone would have said, look, you know, everyone goes through shit through their life and, you know, you'll come back and we'll all support you on TV. And, but now, you know, he's obviously going to do a jail stint, but it's mm. like, it's the same with Hain. It's like, where do they go up when they come back from, they can't go into media. I mean, they can't go into coaching junior rugby league. I mean, mm. anyway, I guess we'll see. Yes. Yeah, so not really many punchlines associated with that one. So let's move on <laughs> to anyone who paid money to watch Gallon Box. Now that came from a gentleman mm. named John, who we know as John. Jono. Yes. And that was a complete dig at me because I paid money to watch Paul Gallon Box. Yeah, I think that Jono landed more punches in his comment than uh, were landed during the fight. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that annoyed me, see, what happened was they got me with the freebies. I'm sitting on the lounge and the prelims were free for an hour and I cracked a beer and I'm sitting on the lounge. I'm getting into the prelims and it's like, oh, I don't want the night to stop now. I want to keep going. And keep drinking. I want to keep drinking. I kind of want to keep watching the boxing. Now, the first two fights on the prelims were female fights and they were only two minute rounds. Okay. I buy the pay-per-view and it's another female fight, two minute rounds. Okay, fine. I get that. Then a male fight comes on and it's two minute rounds. And even the commentators went, hang on. Someone hasn't told the judges they need to change the the time. It needs to be a three (laughs) minute round. Hang on, uh, let me just look into this. And it sort of gets dropped as a topic for about five minutes. And then suddenly one of the announcers goes, oh, oh no, no, apparently that's right. Yeah, it's a two-minute round. I'm like, wow, I've, I'm paying for these really short fights. Okay, I'll go with that. Then the main event comes up. It's three two-minute rounds. I paid $59 for a main event fight that technically w- yeah. could have gone six minutes if it went the distance. I was an idiot for doing that. I had no idea, and I certainly wouldn't have paid that had I have known. Yeah. But that was outrageous. You can't charge that amount of money for a six-minute fight. But ironically, it was a five-minute fight. So <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You kind of um, it's a tough one with the league players because they gas themselves out, and you don't want to have that third minute of them looking ridiculous. So I can understand the two-minute rounds, but a three-round fight for you know a, a main event for 59 bucks that's uh, that's a bit of a stretch yeah i got taken to the cleaners on that one and the worst part is you and i are both eels fans and the guy that gallon yeah. was fighting was a former eels player who got beat so there's just another sport where we don't seem to win buddy yeah i see darcy you can disown darcy really quick as an eels fan because he spent a lot of time at manly and uh so he it, it, it's really easy to disown him we we, dis, we can disown darcy just as quick as, as we can uh, disown finch so <laughs> farewell to farewell to bad rubbish i say <laughs> i still love darcy darcy's hilarious well j-dub joins us in the new year to let us know everything that's happening in the world of sport so take it away Sports, 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 sports. Thanks, fellas, and welcome back to this big New Year's Day event of the News Headlines Roundup with J-Dub. One of the highlights of the last couple of days has been the third Ashes test. We all know I love cricket, I love the Ashes, and I particularly love a third test at the MCG Boxing Day, get in my face. 
Now we had Scotty Boland. He was selected at the age of 32. The man took six for seven. What a bowler, what a legend. The MCG went nuts for him because he was a local boy. And when we finished the actual match in three days, one by an entire innings and I don't know, 14 runs or something like that. The humility of the man while they walked around the outside of the ground was absolutely amazing. So that's all we have to do, Rugby League, to get a bit of humility in our players is just select them when they're 30 freaking two. Congratulations, Scotty Boland. I try to mix my sports stories up when I do the news headlines, but I am going to go straight back into cricket. you got to go and check out the Proteas from South Africa playing India. Now, the Saffirs were trying to hang on for a draw. They already had Temba Bavuma in. He was batting. Now, that guy's five foot three and a half. The debutante, Marco Jensen, had to come in and try and hold up the other end, bless him, at six foot six and a half. It is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. And if you love your eyes and you love your cricket, please go and watch a replay of that. It was gorgeous. Going to round it out now with some soccer. Yes, some English football. We had Man City player Jao Cancelo was assaulted by four men. And we only knew that because he went onto Instagram to tell everybody. He also posted a photo of him with a bit of a scratch over one eye. Bless him. My favourite thing, though, is that he said in his own press release that he was assaulted by four cowards. Now, let me tell you, that scratch looks like, um, I don't know, Christmas Day at my house. And the fact that a soccer player is calling you a coward, you four men should hang your heads in shame. Rightio, fellas, thanks again for having me. Have a great New Year's Day. Looking forward to the next part of the year on the Dummy M Podcast. You're listening to the Dummy M Podcast, brought to you by the biggest dummies around, Biro and T-Dog. Very excited today. We are joined by a lady who has not only been a swimmer, has not only been on television, but is also a stand-up comedian. And she has one of the easiest names to pronounce. And I'm going to throw to Burn Unit right now and go, what was the name again, Burn Unit? We have Terina Tait on the show today. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Not bad. I believe it is Terina Taiti. I think that that was it. Please, can you tell us, how do we pronounce your name? Terina Taiti. Yep, there you go. I think I nailed it. And how are you? I'm fantastic, guys. How are you? Excellent, excellent. I suppose, no pun intended, but let's you know, dive into your background with New Zealand swimming. <laughs> tell us all about it. Uh, beautiful. Well, um, yeah, so I was a swimmer. I mean, it's, it's a, I haven't swum competitively for 15 years, so I will put that out there. But I was a swimmer. I started at two, followed my sister into the pool, <laughs> and then got my first medal, silver medal and 25 metres breaststroke. At seven years age, got my last medal at 25, I think, would have been wow. about the last one I got. Wow. Yeah. And 100 freestyle it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you get to travel with that? Is that, you... is that in New Zealand? I did, yeah. So I was really lucky. I, I went through, well, actually had quite a bad accident when I was younger and thought that I might be done. But swimming actually got me back sort of to where I needed to be. And then from there... I did the whole, you know, you plateau, a lot of people plateau around 16. Mm -hmm. So I was still kind of feeling, getting myself back to normal and, and feeling my way. So I was still very much into swimming. And then I think my kind of plateau came at about 18. And at that point I thought, you know what, I'm going to take off to Spain for a year. If there's a pool, great, and do an exchange. If there's a pool, great. If there's not, oh, well, see what happens. And then it turns out they put me around the corner from a swimming pool. And that kind of brought me back to life. <laughs> and then from there, I came back to New Zealand. I kind of thought, okay, I really want to do this. I even spent uh, about eight months in Brisbane uh, training under the late Ken Wood. And at the time, Liesl Jones and Jeff Hugel were still there. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so I got to train with some pretty impressive people. And then 
that didn't quite work. Uh, stop me when this, this is such a long history. So I then went back to New Zealand and then in New Zealand I was, so then I went to England and I finished out my time swimming in Bath. No word of a lie. Wow. <laughs> Bath swimming University. Bath. That's where, yeah, I, uh, yeah. that's where I started my swimming career too, in the Bath. <laughs> yeah. So, like a, uh, so I've actually heard that um, the Kiwis don't encourage uh, swimming too much over there because they're worried as soon as people learn to swim, they're just going to swim over to Bondi. <laughs> now, was it through swimming then that you sort of got your start in media? Because you've been on a number of television shows, uh, Millionaire Hot Seat, Think Tank, The Chase. Was, was it swimming that sort of led you into standing in front of reporters to towards your television time? Because you actually also had a game show for a year on Channel 10 called Pointless. So tell us about how you got involved yeah. in the media side of things. Right. I only just appeared on it. I didn't. I didn't. Um, and I managed to. We managed to win that one. So I've won one of four quiz shows. And I had to. I think I have to hang up my hat now and just stop. Like. <laughs> but um, you're on Millionaire Hot Seat, were you? Did you? I was, have you seen the big yeah. coughing scandal? How they? Uh, did you? Did you ever think about about implementing the coughing scandal? Uh, well, funnily enough, uh, I had in the audience with me another uh, Olympia. I missed out on the Olympics, which is, you know, one of the big heartbreaks of, of your life, but you move on. Uh, and I also had a friend who was a pitcher for Australia who that year that she would have gone as well, they didn't put a team in or they didn't have softball. So we both really, really bonded. And she was in the, I bring that up because um, her and I are both pretty straight, shady 180 when it comes to like not cheating. So um, that was never an option. Mm. <laughs> also, we probably not that coordinated. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how they got away with it. I don't even know how they did it. The, the coughing, the one cough for yes, two coughs for no, I don't know. But actually really simple. I'm not even uh, sure. Sign up if you want to. I, I recommend everyone have a go at no, getting right. <laughs> Why not? It took me five years to get on there. I and mean, obviously I wanted to meet, I mean, I wanted to meet Eddie because of AFL yeah. and things like that, obviously. Um, and what's he like? like? What's he what's, what's he like? Is he a good dude or is yeah. he, he seems like a good dude. <laughs> controversial. <laughs> he is controversial, but, but as comedians, we know that most controversial people are generally uh, nice people. They just like to say things that are controversial. <laughs> that might be a way. Look, he and I, he, apparently he and I hit it off because, uh, you know, obviously sport brings people together and yep. even a producer came up to me afterwards this is inside knowledge came up to me after and she said man you should reach out to eddie because you guys really hit it off but i will tell you on the day they come in they say do not talk about afl do not talk about oh. something something else as well because he just goes on a tangent yeah um right. and <laughs> he they do six episodes in a day and they barely cut any of it out like have cuts it's really slick because he's done so many mm. But yeah, of course, yeah. naturally, I had my hand was, I had a broken finger from AFL. And so, of course, naturally, we had to talk about it. Did you answer any questions right? Did you, uh, how did you go in the actual quiz part? Oh, what was annoying is we went first and you do the usual, it was nerve wracking. So once yeah. you do one quiz show, it gets easier. But it was nerve wracking and uh, I got a few right and then I just kind of had had enough and I was like, I'm just like, I'm out, I'm done, I can't do anymore. <laughs> um, out. <laughs> I really did. I was so stressed out. I was like, I'm out. I did get, I got, typically I got a rugby question, of course, and then I went out on, I mean, I'll ask you guys if you know it, is what does the C stand for in UNESCO, which no got idea. me. I'll go, I'll go for committee. <laughs> no. Count, council. <laughs> council. 
I've got a no C word in my mind, but I won't say. No, it's cultural, uh, which is like, who knows that? Yeah, who knows yeah, that? one. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't go out on out. one of the easy ones. If you went out on the one of the easy ones, you end up on YouTube oh. as one of those idiots, and you don't want to be that person. Yeah. You don't, and I, oh man, but I, I went out, and then I spent the rest of the day answering every single question right, and I just went. Oh. <laughs> Can't watch the show anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Can't watch it. <laughs> <It's> triggered. <laughs> you hang up your hat with four quiz shows. And is this when you start to go into stand up or had you been in stand up prior? Had been in stand up. So stand up came for about six years ago. And I haven't, I wasn't, I really just wanted to learn how to write comedy. It wasn't related to sport or quizzes. It was just, just something I wanted to do, have a go, did a course, and then just naturally kind of fell into the opportunity of getting to perform. Met some great people, uh, Sean Morahan being one of them, and uh, as you know, Peter Mizell, who you've mm-hmm. had on the show, and yep. Christina, who you've had on the show. Mm-hmm. And just through. That Mizell guy is a bit of an idiot. I'm not sure you should have <laughs> anything he's got to say, to be honest. I mean, the, guy, well, the guy came here 25 years ago and he's still calling himself an American touring comedian, but anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, both you and I, I don't know when you put this out, but both you and he will be on my show tomorrow morning on radio. So that'll be interesting. I'll pass on the note. No, I do love him. I love him and hate him at the same time. Uh. <laughs> so, you know, just by almost like uh, finding my team, finding my sports team within comedy, that's mm. kind of uh, kept, kept me in it. Yeah. And obviously moving on from the pool and now you've been playing AFL for a number of years. I don't want you back to do it again. I also was in, I was doing surfboat rowing as well in between there as well. <laughs> You're an overachiever for a stand-up comedian. <laughs> like, this is why I'm a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You do know that most comedians don't get out of bed until mid, mid yeah. or like 1 p.m. <laughs> I'd say, I, I, I'll be honest, I cannot do an early morning anymore. So I went from yeah. swimming, getting up at 5 in the morning, and in Brisbane we trained at 4.45 in the morning, yep. 4.30 oh, in the morning. I was insane. And there were kids that were going to school after that. And rowing, we were training at four, five in the morning. <laughs> I can't, and I can't do it anymore. <laughs> You're lucky. I, I roll out of bed at eight, which is early for a comedian, but late for me. Um, but, you know, AFL, I've been doing eight seasons. And this year, to really like stick in and lose my Kiwi citizenship, <laughs> I'm um, <laughs> co coach as well. So this is, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> wow. So you're the you're a co-coach player? Are you the captain as well or are you the, just the co-coach? Do you think I could go the trifecta? Do you think anyone yeah. would No, no, just start stamping your dominance all over the place. <laughs> yeah, Division 3, watch out, I'm coming. <laughs> and so where can people hear you on the radio, TRT? Unfortunately, I don't have a, a specific plot, but I am on, you can hear me on 2SER 107.3, doing comedy around Sydney and, yeah, and hopefully some more sporty stuff to be seen on the field at Merrickville there, Mahoney as well, falling <laughs> over probably, <laughs> trying to kick a ball uh, eight years later. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time and you've been on all these game shows. One final question, how do you pronounce your name again? <laughs> Tarina Tite. Just like I said it. Just like I said at the beginning. Well done. You and Eddie couldn't do it. You're fine. Ah, see, we're in good company. (laughs) And following on our theme of Facebook fan votes for the dummy of the year, we've now got Burn Unit, Nick Kyrgios and Tyrone May. We'll start with Nick. What did he do this year that was dumb? When I first read that, I was like, "Mm, I'm not sure he really did too many standout things. 
Well, he did get arrested with his girlfriend. He got uh, kicked out of the hotel and there was a, it was all off field. I mean, I, I don't know if he was even playing this year. He seemed to turn up to all the major tournaments and then just sit out the rest of the year. But yeah, he got in a bit of a blue with his missus and um, they called the cops and he ended up getting kicked out of the hotel. And to my knowledge, that's all he got up to <laughs> this year. I don't think he, uh, I don't think he had too much of a bad year for him. Like he's, uh, all his previous years have been much worse than this year. Prior to the hotel incident, my impression was that I think it was a, a watershed moment this year for him in terms of his career because he seems to have perhaps peaked. I think injuries are starting to take their toll and he's kind of lost his desire for the game. He's lost his will. And he even hinted at one point about retirement. So I think you're never going to see a resurgent Nick Kyrgios. I don't think he's coming back. I actually think he's really peaked and he's really on his way out. But the hotel incident, it was his girlfriend sharing a picture of Nick with another woman in the hotel room and her saying, oh, by the way, that's not me in the picture. That led the police to come because it was a breach of quarantine rules that he had a different woman in his hotel room. But at the end of the day... It was all her fault is what you're saying. No, no, no. That is not what I was saying. (laughs) What I was saying was, in the end... Okay, yeah, he got in a bit of trouble for that. But at the same time, he's a little bit of a legend. Like he's traded one Instagram model for another Instagram model. And yeah, yeah, yeah. how is he punished for that? He's, he went from one hot chick he's to another single. hot chick. Yeah. He's <laughs> no, 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 he's got, an, he's got yeah. another, he's got another one now. So, yeah, he's, I don't know. I think a lot of people would be like, well, I'd, I'd happily trade an Instagram model for an Instagram model. Yeah. But back to his retirement talk, he talks about retirement every year. He's been talking about retiring since 21. He's been saying that he has no love for the game. He'd rather be playing basketball. It's unfortunate for him that he was given some God-given ability to just smack a tennis ball over the net. I mean, he even had John McEnroe offer to take him under his wing. And I so badly wanted to see that. Mm. I so badly wanted to see, you know, the super brats together. I just think from the drama side of things, it would have just been fantastic. And then we could have jumped on board. But uh, I don't know. Let's see what 2022 brings for the, uh, the super tanty. I actually think, I believe him this year. I, I know this is something that he has said previously, but I really think... With his injuries and pulling out of tournaments as he did, I really think that this is it. His career is now, it's heading downward. There's no upward trajectory now. He might actually get to a point where, because his body's actually failing, that he might actually have to do some work. Mm-mm. So he might actually have to train harder. And mentally, he might simmer down a bit. He might just decide, you know, these... Uh, Bitches be crazy, as you say, so he might just decide. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Go, That's not going to happen. happen. <laughs> he might decide he's just going to sever all that nonsense and concentrate on the beautiful game of tennis and uh, Australian Open 2022. Uh, we don't know who's turning up at the moment. We don't know if uh, Novak Djokovic is allowed in the country. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's going to be a good year for him, I think. Okay, well, let's jump into Tyrone May who, of course, was with the Penrith Panthers no longer. And uh, what did Tyrone May get up to? Well, I don't want to jump into Tyrone May. Let's just, <laughs> let's just stop, that, stop that talk. Well, he's just been a, a chucklehead, really, hasn't he? I mean, you know, a couple of the football players have released sex tapes. So you can't just say it's just him, but, you know, a couple of them have gone out there. But the other players seem to be smart enough to just shut up about him. Mm, but he mm. wasn't smart enough to just, you know, let it be. So... I think he needed to take some advice from uh, Paul McCartney then and uh, just let it be, but he wouldn't. So uh, got lippy and sent to France, the ultimate punishment. <laughs> <laughs> 
when you're on your favorite podcast platform, be sure to give the Dummy M a subscribe and a follow. We would very much thank you for that. And Burn Unit, the next two nominees put forward by Facebook fans are Ben Simmons and the English Cricket Selectors. So I have mentioned on this podcast before that you have a theory about basketball, which Ben Simmons plays, Mm. that every game ends in the same score of 110, 108. Do elaborate. Well, it does. It's it's a fact. So <laughs> so basically, uh, the 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 match is decided in the first uh, second. Actually, so the referee throws the ball up in the air, and whoever catches the ball wins the game. I don't know if you're aware of that. They catch the ball, run down uh, the other end of the court, jump up, put it in the basket because they're all seven foot tall. They don't really have to uh, shoot anymore. And uh, then the other team gets the ball, runs down, puts it in the basket, so on and so forth. 110, 108. There goes the whistle. Mm, Interesting theory. I'm not sure Ben Simmons uh, subscribes to that theory. However, he, of course, basically wanted to be traded. And he was with the Philadelphia 76ers, I believe is the name of his team. And they were sort of like, no, we're not going to trade you just now. So he sort of threw a tantrum. Suddenly his back started playing up. And as as an Aussie, they thought they could outlast him chucking sickies. And that hasn't happened. And essentially, no. he's kind of, he's played a couple of games, he's sat out of training, he's sat out of traveling, he's sat out of some of the games, and it's been an ongoing saga all year. And for me, when we talked about this on the Dummy M previously, my thought was along the line of, surely the other teams that he wants to trade to would be looking at that and thinking, well, he's not a team player. He's not a guy who actually is a benefit to our team. He's kind of very sooky. And if he doesn't get his way, he's just going to have a bit of a dummy spit and he's not going to play along as a team member. And as it turns out, I was completely wrong because there are 12 teams who are now interested in signing him and his tantrums have worked. And so I'm not sure that qualifies him as a dummy candidate because, hey, in the long run, now he was getting fined quite a lot of money to not play, but at the same time, he was still on contract. He still had endorsements. So it was probably negligible, like how much he lost. He probably earned just as much at the same time. So in the end, has it worked? It looks like it has. The great Aussie dummy spit has actually paid dividends for him now. Do you think that the dummy spit is a good idea or a bad idea? I'm not in favour of it. I don't think he should have done it. And I think T-Dog and I were very much in line of, if you've signed the contract and you were happy enough to sign that contract, you can't now throw this tantrum because you're not getting away because you want to leave the contract. You're signed. It's that simple. I watched the um, Michael Jordan documentary and uh, I do recall Scotty Pippen doing something very similar now, this is a completely different level, though. You're talking about Scottie Pippen, one of the greatest players of all time. He won several championships. But there was one year, he signed a really bad deal. It was well known that he signed a bad deal and he was locked into it, not getting much money. So there was one year where apparently he uh, feigned injury and uh, then he came back stronger than ever. So maybe he's just uh, taking that theory. I don't know. Okay, well, look, in the end, maybe it was the basketball team themselves who were the dummy because... You're not going to out Sicky and Aussie. That's just not going to happen. So let's roll into the English cricket selectors. What are your thoughts here? English cricket selectors are passing the buck here. You're implying that there are better English players to be chosen. (laughs) 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 Who are you going to pick? (laughs) They picked the best team. I mean, you know, stop blaming the selectors. Maybe we start blaming just English people in general who forgot how to play the game. Or maybe we just you know, start blaming the actual people who are out in the middle swinging away at a swinging ball on a seeming wicket. I mean, scapegoat much? I don't know. What do you think? What about Stuart Broad, the fast bowler? Yeah. They, well, they haven't 
Well, they, they put on a spin bowler when they needed pace and they didn't select Stuart Broad for that match for the second test. Yeah. Well, they selected him for the most recent one for the Boxing Day test match and he didn't do anything in that. So. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe they were right. I don't know. <laughs> All right, taking a nice break with the new bub. We have T-Dog on the line, mate. Tell us, what are the latest escapades of Ted? Yeah, Christmas Day, when you've got kids, uh, it definitely changes. It's not about yourself anymore. It's about them. And uh, having a second one just adds more complexity. So we were up at 5.30 in the morning being woken up by Audrey. Went straight out, unwrapped some presents, of course. You know, then cooked breakfast, had to feed Ted a thousand times. Didn't actually get over to my sister's until about two hours later than we were hoping to. Mm. You know, and then come about two o'clock Christmas Day, you just want to have a nap. But it's just not possible. <laughs> so what, what presents did you buy for Audrey, mate? That's an excellent question. It all just turns into a blur. I know I know Santa bought her some Audrey's really into arts and crafts, so we bought her a whole bunch of um like drawing pens and pencils and paper and that kind of stuff. She received paints. She loves bubbles at the moment. So yes, bubbles got, always big. Oh, she's got so many bubbles. She's got a helmet for a bike that she can't ride just yet, but we'll <laughs> hope to progress there soon enough. So we didn't go over the top. We didn't buy her like an $1,100 iPhone or anything like that, but, you know, give it time. <laughs> yeah, that'll be next birthday. I don't remember or... these ones too much, so uh, you don't need no. to spend too much money. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, exactly right. So we're, we're very mindful of trying to not do that, although we did buy her a camera, and my daughter's addicted to, to technology at the moment, so we're still working out whether that was the best situation. It's one of those child-proof ones that you drop. And Anyway, she loves it, but um, she's got other stuff going on. It's funny enough, my sister bought her some some um, interactive toys during the year, you know, off Gladstone Classifieds, and uh, she wasn't interested, but now she is. So we could have saved ourselves a whole bunch of money and just rewrapped those. Oh, wow. Are they the type that make noise? Like, does your sister sort of have that, that double intent there of, I'm being a good aunt, oh. but at the same time, I'm annoying my brother? Oh, absolutely, for sure. I've got to give it credit, though, because one of them is actually a learning one. So it comes with different placemats, and there's one about the alphabets and one about animals and one about towns and ask questions and all that kind of stuff, and you press it to answer the question. So it's actually a bit of learning. So that one's not too bad, but after a day of hearing the same stuff, you get a bit tired of it. (laughs) I always gave my nieces and nephews learning drum kits, mate. uh... Yeah. (laughs) It's funny, Bernie, my sister's got kids that are a little bit older. They're they're, uh, nine and eight. So I was the uncle that definitely bought the the loud gifts, and I think it's come back to haunt me now. So. Now, it's funny because I was told too, um, I've got a youngster, she's 10 now, but uh, when she was young, I was told if you buy an expensive present, like an iPad or something, you have to say this is from mummy and daddy. You can't say it's from Santa because the other kids see, well, how come Santa gave you an iPad and he gave me a hat? (laughs) And they start feeling like Santa, you know, is favoring them. And so, uh, yeah, I, I started to learn all the rules, the rules of parenting as you go. Oh, wow. I appreciate, I do appreciate that heads up. That never crossed my mind. Although I am mindful though, you know, you, your gift quality cannot decrease as no. year on year. So if you're giving an iPad this year, what are you giving next year? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, the laptop. Yeah. No, it's, it, it has been enjoyable. Probably lucky I'm at home. Um, it's been, yeah, a bit of an exhausting time. You know, Kate's doing an absolutely amazing job. I don't know how she's surviving, to be honest. But the joys of having kids, mate. I'm sure, you know, in a couple of years' time, we'll all back, look back and go, how did we survive? 
<laughs> now, T-Dog, with this episode, we've essentially thrown it out to the people on Facebook and asked them for their nominees for the Dummy of the Year yes. for 2021. And we thought we'd open it yeah. up to you as well, mate. So if you were going to yeah. put forward a vote, who would you suggest? Who's your pick for Dummy of the Year? It's funny, B-Row. I was spending the day having to think about it. And and you and I quite often have these conversations about your memory and how terrible it is. Mm. And so I, I started thinking about back through all of our shows and thinking, I cannot remember <laughs> who we nominated, how many, you know, who was top of the tree, that kind of thing. But with us being predominantly a rugby league, let's face it, we are a rugby league show. We're obviously in the off season at the moment. Correct. So, I focused on the rugby league and the one that jumped out at me straight away was the Melbourne Storm and their white powder party. Okay. Um, Big one. Yeah. Yeah. To me, because we, we focus on the dumb and to me, it's just so dumb to record yourself mm. doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, it really, it's not that smart, is it? No. So I don't know whether it's the biggest story of the year or the dumbest story of the year, but that's just the one that jumped out straight away to me. Yeah. Edging more towards uh, Munster or the cheese for, for those? Oh. Like, or, or are you going to throw them in together? I think I'm going to throw them in to get together because clearly I think in the video you've seen the cheese with the powder in front of him, but yeah. then in the same video you've seen Munster's terrible dancing. So yeah, equally... It's like that anyway, so uh, you never yeah, know. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> so I just, to me, it, was, it reeked of dumbness. That's the point of our podcast so, and it's the one that just jumped out, out at me without really sort of going back through our catalogue. That's the one that, that jumped out to me. Well, we appreciate your vote there, mate. And of course, Burn Unit, as he's filling in for you, he'll be the one to make the decision at the end of the show. But we'll throw yep. the Melbourne Storm yep. in there as well. And we'll continue on with our list of uh, candidates that have been put forward by all the people on Facebook. So, T-Dog, we thank you for your time, mate. And no doubt we'll have a chat with you next week as well. No worries. I think it's a countdown, a couple of weeks. I should be back on, on show in a couple of weeks' time, which I'm looking forward to it. I did mention to you the other day, I'm very excited for what's coming up in 2022. I um, also appreciate the fact that Burn Unit has stepped in, obviously, to fill in so I can have a bit of family time. And I know that you guys are obviously kicking off with your own podcast soon. So I won't be listening to that one because I don't give a shit about Paramount. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking a lot about how bad Broncos are, mate. So there's something for <laughs> you. Mate, nobody's going to listen to a 10-hour podcast, I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, you take care. You guys, I just want to say I want to wish you guys and all our listeners out there, obviously, a, a happy new year. Be safe. Whatever you do, enjoy yourselves, and I'm very much looking forward to what we have coming up in 2022. b and T-Dog, the NRL's Loose Integrity Units. And our last vote put forward by a Facebook fan is John Jones from the UFC, and I actually think this is a pretty good nominee. Mm, explain. What's he been up to? So uh, over the course of a few years, he's been arrested over four times. He this year was involved in a domestic violence incident with his wife in a hotel room and the kids were present. So that was the big thing he did this year. But what he's done is essentially he's had uh, two DUIs. He's had an incident where in one of those DUIs, there was a firearm in the car there. He was involved with a hit and run accident with a pregnant lady. And apparently he 
fled the scene, then ran back. And the speculation is he grabbed his cocaine from the car and then fled again. <laughs> uh, he was once when the US ADA drug testers came to their gym, he hid underneath <laughs> the, the octagon in the gym. So he's he's often tried to promote this clean and wholesome image, but the reality right. is, and Daniel Cormier, who you know, fought him a few times, has always pointed out mm. he's just such a fraud. He's such a phony. But yeah, this year it was very much about the domestic violence incident. But at the same time, he hasn't actually been fighting for the past two years. He's been bulking up mm. and claiming that he's going to heavyweight. But I think he's pulling a bit of a swifty here. So there's a, a UFC MMA forum called Sherdog. And yep. I read a theory there a long time ago, and I actually wholeheartedly agree that he's genuinely retired, that he's just trolling yeah. everybody. He's just really just, this is how he stays in the limelight. He just releases clips of himself training and lifting weights. But in reality, yeah. he's actually retired. Well, he might have done what I did. Like 15 years ago, I retired without telling anyone and decided to bulk up to heavyweight. That was my, <laughs> <laughs> that was my plan. Like I just do 15 years of eating as much as I can and uh, tell everyone that I'm bulking up to, to heavyweight. Mm. So I think he's... Uh, it's a good way for him to stay relevant, I guess. I guess you could sue him for copyright infringement for stealing your idea there, Burn Unit. <laughs> I'll take him on, mate. <laughs> but, mate, yeah. that's pretty much all the Facebook votes. So it comes down to, we've heard from T-Dog as well. I figured I'd put forward a vote and then I'd like to hear your yeah. vote and then we'll come back and we'll let you decide on who the winner is. You put forward a vote and I put forward a vote and then I come back and I basically re reiterate my vote. Or is, is this what you're saying that you're essentially, maybe you don't get a vote. Is this what you're saying and you just make a decision? I think I've already made my decision. No, I think you have there's too. Only one, <laughs> there's only one curveball you could throw. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't know if you know what it is. We'll see. <laughs> I know what it is. I mentioned it last week on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm throwing a curveball. I'm going to change my vote oh, now. No. All right. <laughs> Without question, it's got to be Bernard Tomic, right? It's got to oh, be. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, it's my goodness. It's got to be That's him funny. because of that motivational video he put out. And I felt yeah. this all along. I wasn't actually going to talk about Jai Arrow, who breached the COVID bubble, missed Game <laughs> 3 of Origin, was fined $35,000, cheated on a Miss Guy's Australia. So so all in one night, mate. That was all in one night. <laughs> you know, that was a hat trick. That was a Glenn McGrath hat trick, that one. But no, I'm definitely, I've been thinking about it all day. It's Bernard Tomic for that video. So, uh, mate, yes. and uh, who would you like to put forward? Well, Bernard Tomic, you know, I, I'm starting to. I'm thinking joint winners now because I was just thinking <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have trouble splitting them. But the cheese, Brandon Smith, the cheese really stepped up this year. I think that he had a fantastic year in uh, being a dummy M. He was vocal. He was crazy. He was funny. He tried to bring all of his teammates down with him. He's abandoned his team. I think he's had a spectacular year when it comes to dummy end points. So he would be my vote if I didn't have the deciding vote. Okay. All right. So That's there you terrible. have it. We have, starting from the top, we have Brett Finch. Then we have anybody who paid for a Paul Gallon pay-per-view, which is a dig at me. <laughs> <laughs> we have Ben Simmons. We have Nick Kyrgios. We have John Jones. Have I left anybody out? The English cricket selectors. T-Dog said the Melbourne Storm. I put forward Bernard Tomic, and you've now said Brandon Smith. I believe that's yeah. pretty much covered everybody. Tyrone May as well. Perhaps I left him out then. But those um, are the people that you can select from. And we're going to throw to a little bit of an ad. Then we're going to come back. And the burn unit is going to 
Make a decision. So 60 seconds of suspense. Where will this go? <laughs> he hates Burn Atomic. He hates the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. I've given him yes. a very tough mountain to climb, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> if you're keen on starting your own podcast, then Buzzsprout is the platform for you. Podcasting allows you to engage in a topic that you are passionate about and find like-minded people who share your interests. We switched over to Buzzsprout from one of their competitors and it was the best decision we made. The analytics they provide are insightful, the platform gets your show out instantaneously, and they have an amazing library of tutorials which help make your show the best it can be. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. So check out Buzzsprout today in our show links. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you. And if you sign up for a paid plan, you get a $20 Amazon gift card. Buzzsprout, check it out. Well, this is a wrap-up episode for 2021, the Dummy M off-season, where we are going to decide, well, the Burn Unit is going to decide, just who the biggest dummy of the year was. So, Burn Unit, yes. talk us through what's happening in your head before the big reveal. All right. Well, we've got Burn Atomic, of course, who is probably the biggest douche in sport. <laughs> um, he could be my most hated sports person. I just hate his stupid face and I want bad things to happen to him. Then, on the other hand, we have the Melbourne Storm as a team, which I hate just as much. Uh, being a Parramatta supporter, the 2009 grand final, I just will never recover from. That was our year and uh, they're basically cooked the books. You all know the back history. I don't need to go into it. But I do see an opportunity to um, hand out an award to the Melbourne Storm. And I think that's why I'm not going to, because it is a prestigious award, the Dummy M Award. Mm. And I don't want them taking out any other awards, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Now, we have a bit of a wild card thrown in here with Cameron Munster. Now, Cameron Munster he was fantastic this year and he went from starting the year as one of my most hated players to ending it one of my favorite he's so funny on field he's just doing all these crazy things on and off the field saying these stupid things they built the world we shut down the world <laughs> he's dancing the year. <laughs> yep that was the line of the year so i'm not going to give it to tomic i'm not going to give it to cameron munster i'm not even going to give it to a melbourne storm it can only go to one place the mighty cheese will be the winner of the dummy m 2021 what a fantastic year he had he got caught snorting some sort of sherbet like <laughs> substance <laughs> credit card he had his champagne goggles on he had um although that was last year he, he he did all sorts of crazy things he got on a podcast and started talking about what a bunch of drunks in <laughs> so he's on there he's on there bad mouth and melbourne storm and you know what at the end of the day he went, Melbourne Storm is a shit team. I don't want to play for them anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's a fantastic manoeuvre. That's worthy of an award in itself. So I think the fact that he was in the headlines for all of these bad things and at the end of the year he redeemed himself by saying, F you, Melbourne, the winner, mighty Brandon the Cheese Smith. I feel like he needs another round of applause. I think that was a good choice, Burn Unit, and I've got to thank you so much for once again stepping in and filling in for T-Dog. T-Dog will be back in a couple of weeks. You, of course, are going to join us next week, Burn Unit, and we'll start the very official first Dummy M off-season of 2022, three fresh new sports stories. 
of idiotic things happening in the world of sport. So, mate, really, thank you for your time. Have yourself a great New Year's. Are you going to sort of get on it? What's happening on New Year's for you? No, I'm going to sit on the couch. Fireworks look fantastic from the couch, mate. The 4K fireworks look fantastic. Let's just hope that the uh, rugby league players don't go out and do anything too stupid (laughs) over the New Year's celebration. (laughs) It's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Oh, oh, which one is it going to be? That's that's the only question. Well, that's why the Dummy M podcast exists. Yeah, it will. Mate, have a great week and thanks everybody. And thank you so much for joining us on the Dummy M podcast in 2021 and lots of big things in store this year. The Dummy M. Find us on Facebook at the Drunken Sober Chronicles.